Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back to Kingdom Conversations. I have invited a dear friend to join me tonight and she is going to share a very tender testimony. But our heart and our hope is that you will see Jesus in the midst of the pain. You will see that this entire story makes him the hero. So Nancy, would you take just a minute and introduce yourself to an audience who maybe had never met you before? With pleasure. My name is Nancy Fritz Williams. I am the very proud mother of two sons and four grandchildren, mm-hmm. two grandsons, two granddaughters. Um, I love and adore the Lord. I love my church. I love the people that God has brought into my life to walk with me, beside me, in front of me, behind me. And it's with great pleasure that I share my testimony. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. It was it, I was um, hesitant because I don't ever want you to have to dig into the past, but you always make it about the Lord. And I am thinking there might be somebody sitting here tonight and they are going to hear what you walked through and they're going to hear God's faithfulness and they are going to experience a hope that this world could never offer them. Tell me a little bit about when you got married. How did you meet your husband? My husband and I met the very end of our junior year of high school. Um, we actually went to a after uh, spring jamboree party at my um, uh, dear at a dear friend's home. He had been hurt in the jamboree, and we went to check on him. He was at home. He had gone to the hospital, came back, and of course, the drama of high school. <laughs> we had to all get in our cars and drive to make sure he was okay. And it was at that point that I uh, actually met my husband for the first time. He had transferred from Mississippi to Florida. His father got transferred here, and we met at this party just really very briefly. Wow. And what school did you go to? Northeast High School. Once a Viking, always a Viking. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) All the people who live locally are going, yes. (laughs) Um, So you you met him in this way, and what connected you? What did you love most about him? Uh, You know, it's a funny thing when you first... uh, discuss that with me I laughed because I really was not attracted to him <laughs> at all I was attracted to his best friend oh. and when he asked me out I thought oh if I say yes <clears throat> that ship's gonna sail yeah. and I'm never gonna have <laughs> any opportunity with the other uh, gentleman um, but my husband was so shy and so quiet that um, I was very tenderhearted to people who were shy and quiet. And I thought, I I just can't, probably took everything in him to have enough nerve to ask me out. And I can't say no. So I kind of went a little begrudgingly. But after three or four dates, I was quite smitten. He was a gentleman. He had a quiet sense of humor about him. And I'm always attracted to humor. Yeah. I love that you went on a date with him because you didn't want to hurt his feelings. I don't. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah. when did you get married? Um, we got married. Um, he went off to college and we were quite miserable. 
apart from each other. We dated our entire senior year. So every really happy memory I have about my senior year, it was him with all of it, from football games to prom to homecoming. The whole thing revolved around our relationship. And so um, it, it was just a, a fabulous time. We were probably two years out from high school and uh, wanted to be married. And he was not doing well in college. He's very, very smart, but he was not doing well in college because we were not happy apart. So we got married um, in 19, we graduated in 1970. We got married in 1972. 1972. And then how long were you married before you had your first son? We were married um, about six years. I, I was probably ready to be a mom within two or three years of being married. But my husband really had not decided on a career. Um, he was not happy doing the labor kind of work. We decided at that point that I would get another job and I would put him through school so he could finish his college degree and then get a, a better job, one he would be happy with. And then once we did that, then I would go back to school and I would finish and get my degree, which is what we did. Um, and then when he finished college and got a, a decent job, I was really ready to start a family. And so we began trying. I don't think my husband thought we would be uh, pregnant the second month we tried. <laughs> so, yeah. so now here is where the your, your testimony begins. Were you both walking with God? At this time. Um, I would tell anybody that asked me at that point, are you a Christian? Well, yes, indeed, I am. Do you believe that Jesus is God's son? Yes, I do. But our lifestyle did not reflect that mm. in any way. We would both tell you we were believers, but the only time we uh, graced the walls of a church was if it was raining on Sunday. If it wasn't raining, we were playing golf. Mm. That was our passion. Yeah. And we had friends, and we visited, and, and we went to church when it was raining, but we didn't really get involved in church at all. Yeah, yeah. And so tell us a little bit about your testimony. So um, we decided that we were going to have a child. Uh, friends of ours were now starting to have their families. And so the first month I was not pregnant, and then the second month I was. And um, I think that came as a huge shock to my husband. I don't think he thought we were going to get pregnant that fast. Mm -hmm. And so I began noticing pretty early on, um, there seemed to be a distance that wasn't there before. I would look over at him and he would almost be kind of like looking off into the distance, like, mm -hmm. uh, like he wasn't all there. Yeah. And I, I chalked it up to, well, he didn't expect us to get pregnant that fast. He's nervous about becoming a dad. Once the baby is born, that will all change. Once we have that child in our arms, that will all change, and he'll come back to being involved. And we, we didn't fight. We never fought. We had a really very good, compatible relationship. So there was no fighting. It was just a quiet distance mm. that was unsettling yeah. to a, me. A drifting you had never A drifting, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just not all there. Okay, yeah. 
And so then what happened from there? So then uh, the baby was born, and um, not a whole lot was changing. Still, I, I didn't see a, a big connect with the baby and my husband. So about he was about six weeks old, and my dad uh, turned 50, and he has a twin sister, and his mom wanted a big first. 50th birthday party in Illinois and I thought well maybe maybe I'll take the baby he can meet his great-grandmother and maybe getting away will be helpful he'll see that he misses us and he'll he'll want to want us to be back home so we went I went with my parents and my baby and um, every night I tried to call him to talk to him and he was never home now this was pre-cell phones. I was going to say, yeah. Pre-answering mm-hmm. machines. So yeah. if you weren't sitting there, you right. didn't get the call and there was no way to leave a message. Yeah. Every day I tried to, every night I tried to call because mm. he was working during the day and there was never an answer. And so there was this kind of gut-wrenching, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking things are not so good. Where yeah. is he? Yeah. Why isn't he home? Right. So we came home. Uh, at this point, the baby was now close to eight weeks old. Mm-hmm. And um, how long had you been gone for? I'd been gone almost two weeks. Okay. Almost okay. two weeks. And so we came back, and nothing really had changed. In fact, it seemed like he was even quieter, if that, if that could be. And so several weeks went by, and then finally, I I put the baby down to bed one night and I came back into the living room and I said what is going on what 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 is happening here there's there's something amiss and he just looked at me for a minute and then said I I gotta go I'm gonna have to leave oh and I said leave leave where well, I, I think I'm going to go stay with, there was a mutual friend we had who was a bachelor. I'm going to go stay with him and just kind of see if I can find myself. Mm. And I thought, okay. So I thought, well, all right. I mean, I, I didn't know what to say. I was so stunned. It was a gut-wrenching, you're, you're going to do what? Yeah. You know, our son was now 13 weeks old. Yeah. I was a new mom. Right. I really didn't know how to be a mom, and yeah. I was kind of relying on a helpmate. Yeah. So the next day, he packed up several things, and he left. He was gone. He, he came every week, a couple times a week, to see the baby, give me money if I needed it. And I, I didn't really say too much about it to him. I wanted him to kind of gather himself. But after a month... I said, he came by and I said, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I, I thought you would have been back by now. What's going on? And he began to cry. Mm-hmm. And finally he collected himself and he said, if I come back, I will lose her. Oh. And if I, if I come back, I will lose her. And if I don't come back, I will lose you. Oh. And I... You were thinking, I was processing that, mm-hmm. you know, I heard the words mm-hmm. and th- because I was so shocked. And so I, so I said, lose who, her, who, who are you going to lose? 
Well, it was at that point that I found out he had been having this affair even before we got pregnant with our baby. And I was just dumbstruck. I felt like an idiot. I thought, how how does this happen? You don't know it. How does this happen? And we would have been, and, and a lot of people said over the years, you know, of all the people that got divorced, of all the friends that I would have never thought it would have been you two. I'm sure they thought that was helpful for me to hear. Yeah, it was yeah. like a knife in my heart. Yes, yes. It was horrible. So right about that time, Christian friends of mine said, uh, said, you need to come help us with the 10-year class reunion, which is really what I wanted to do, let me just tell you. (laughs) And I made all kinds of excuses, and she said, no, no, you're the only one of the class uh, officers who still lives here, so you have to help. You have to help. Mm -hmm. So I took the baby, and weekly we met, and every week they asked if we wanted to go to dinner with them. Why don't you come and have dinner with us? Why don't we go to the movies together? I kept making excuse after excuse because I was horribly embarrassed. I was humiliated. And finally one night I just said, I can't, and I just spilled what was going on. They were so supportive and so sweet and said, would you like to come to church with us mm-hmm. on Sunday? And, I, and I, we, the church we went to was the church we got married in. I could no longer go there. Yeah. It was just too painful. Yeah. So I wasn't going anywhere. And so I said, yeah, I, I would like to. What, where do you go to church? Well, we go to Faith Covenant. And how many years ago was this, Nancy? 1982. Okay. All right. Faith was meeting at Shorecrest School. Yeah. So we met in the auditorium. Yeah. And um, started going with them. Liked it very much. Don Logue was the preacher. Mm-hmm. And then Vicky said to me after a couple of weeks, "Would you like to help me um, be my helper in the kindergarten Sunday school class?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, okay, sure." So I started going with her and helping her, and it was with a five-year-old curriculum that Jesus found this very lost, very sad, very at-her-wits-end daughter. And that started my walk with the Lord. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how, because I've only known you as this very strong um, woman of the Lord, that scripture is just ingrained in every part of you. How did you go from that five, that beginning in 1982 to where you are now? Well, um, my friend who invited me here, we started going to women's conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't read enough books. Yeah. I was reading you know, books about encouragement, books about faith, books about staying strong. I couldn't get enough of God's word. I was reading the word. I was praying and praying. I really felt like I could pray my marriage back together. I was not going to divorce him. I refused to do that. I was a child of divorce. I had a very mean, unloving stepmother. Mm -hmm. I was not going to do that to my child. So I just started bathing myself in the word, in the word. Uh, I was still seeing my husband regularly. We were still intimate. 
there was no reason for us not to be. We were married, and yeah. and what better way than for me to prove I, I love you and I'm I forgive you and I'm committed to you, and so I I just kept getting stronger in my walk and more determined in my faith, and two years into being separated, my husband said, you know maybe we should go away for. A golf weekend. Would wow. you like to go away wow. for a golf weekend? Let's just see how yeah. things work. I was ecstatic. This is it. Yeah. This is the answer to prayer. We're going to go away. We're going to have a great weekend. He's going to see. He's supposed to be with me. And yeah. we went and we had a great time. We had a fabulous time. My parents kept the baby, well, the toddler now, he was two. And we went for this weekend had a great time and I thought, you know, I just know this week he's going to move home and we're going to be the great love story. We're going to be the story of where we went way and came right back with God's help. And one week went by and two weeks went by and three weeks went by and four weeks went by and I was back in school. I was going to school part-time. I thought I've got to get some kind of an education in case. Yeah. And so I would drop the baby off, the toddler off, and then I would go to school, and then I would come get him. And so about a month after our weekend, I was driving to school when all of a sudden I felt horribly nauseous. Mm. And I thought, oh, what in the world? You know, I hadn't eaten anything. I hadn't, I thought, I'm getting the flu. Went to school, came back, picked up the, my son, went home, felt crummy all day, took him back to my parents' house, went to school the next day, and I was, I was driving along, I thought, hmm, I don't remember having, I don't remember having a period last month. I went, and I kept track of that, so I went home, I looked at my calendar, drove right to the woman's clinic, took a pregnancy test, and I'm not sure what my face looked like when that <laughs> woman came back because I, you know, you feel all the former. Are you married? Yes, I'm married. You know, all the things. And she, big smile on her face, she said, well, it's positive. Mm. Unlike Sarah, I didn't laugh. Yeah. I just must have looked horrified at her because she said, are you all right? And I said, well, I have an IUD. Mm-hmm. She said, well, I think you need to go see your doctor, like today, if you can. So I did, and the doctor confirmed, yes, I was pregnant, and he was shocked. He mm. said, I don't understand how you're pregnant. You, there should be no way that you're pregnant yeah. but God. Right. And he said, you know, we can take the IUD out now. It could cause a miscarriage. Or we could keep it in, but usually that causes you to go into labor early, and that can cause problems. My recommendation would be, let's remove it now. If anything's going to happen, better now than later. And I said, okay. So he did. And I went home, and I didn't say anything to anybody for a long time. I was very nauseous. I was nauseous with both my pregnancies. And so about a month went by. Now I was starting into my second month and we had gone together as a family my husband my son and I to a fall festival we came back and I said I didn't feel good and I wasn't feeling good every time so my husband was now getting concerned why are you always sick 
I said, would you give the baby a bath and put him in bed? I need to lay down. Came into my room and said, are you okay? And of course, at that point, you're so emotional. Your, your hormones are all over the place. And I burst into tears and said, I'm pregnant. And he said, uh, okay, uh, I need to go see someone. And we both knew who we needed to go see. And he left, and I didn't see him for two weeks. I didn't hear from him for two weeks. And when he came back, he looked horrible. He was unshaven. He looked like he hadn't slept in a month. And he said, two wrongs don't make a right. I cannot come home. Nancy. I'll support you if you choose to have this baby. I'll support this baby, but I can't come home. And I said, okay. And I walked to the door, and I opened it and waited for him to walk out, closed the door behind him, sat in the chair, and just said, oh, God, Mm. what are we going to do now? Yeah. And so what happened from there? So what happened from there is just remarkable things, so many incredible things. I went through the pregnancy, um, you know, uh, there was no miscarriage. That bouncing baby boy came out of me eight months later. And uh, my friend drove me to the hospital. It was a C-section. Uh, my husband arrived. We were still married. He had served divorce papers on me the month before the baby was born. I asked him if he would please wait until the baby was born to serve papers. He agreed. And so I had the baby, and then um, almost a year later is when he served the divorce papers on me. The baby was now a year old. In the meantime, I got a degree as a paralegal. I was working, and I was growing and growing and growing in my faith. And at every turn, God was so incredibly faithful. People that he brought into my life, you know, it, it's just astounding to me that the path he gave me. Yes, yeah. So what would you say to um, somebody sitting here tonight and they're listening to this message and they're feeling a place of hopelessness and despair? Maybe it's not even a broken marriage. There could be so many things going on. What do you have to offer them? I would say one of my favorite verses in the Bible And I said over and over, Psalms 40, 1 through 3 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. So waiting on the Lord, we don't wait easily. Yes. We're not a society that no. waits. No. We want instant. We get we don't have to wait for a phone call, we right. get a text. We don't have to wait for a letter, we get a text. We Amazon Prime. We have to wait for groceries. <laughs> right, right. They come in an hour. Yeah. So, you know, God does his yeah. best work for us when we wait and we wait patiently. Yeah. And he will give you, he will hear your cry. Yeah. He will give you a firm place to stand. He will put a new song in your heart. Yeah. How long was the period that from um, when he left you and then the first time and then the staying together and then finally left you completely? He left when our first child was 13 weeks old. And 
two years later when we went for a reconciliatory weekend that we did not reconcile. He had not moved home. So I was pregnant with our second child. And he served divorce papers just prior to that baby being born. I asked him to wait. So he did. Uh, I figured he would serve papers the next month after the baby was born, but it was another year. So from start to finish, the walking out the door to the final divorce was four years. Four years. How long have you now been a single mama, a daughter of the king, like this whole new life that God has given you? How many years has that been? How old are your kids? Uh, Dustin just turned 43. That's awesome. So um, I started walking when he was 13 weeks old, so 43 years. And again, prior to that, I would have told you, yeah, I was a Christian. I was so lukewarm. I, I was so not. I was so not. And often think through that trial, you know, you think about it all the time. It comes to you. Even to this day, certain things will trigger it. And it, it kind of scares me because I think if that had not happened, mm-hmm. where would my walk be now? Yeah. Because really, if I'm being honest, he was my God. Mm. My world revolved around him. Yeah. And clearly, God says, there will be no other gods before me. Amen. I'm first. Yeah. And he wasn't. Yeah. I don't I'm not sure where he was, but he wasn't first. Yeah. And so through that horrible, horrible, painful time, I remember, you know, um, my last child being maybe six or seven months old. I cried every day. I worried about so much crying when I was pregnant because I thought this can't be good for the baby. This yeah. can't be good. I got to stop crying. Yet I couldn't. And I, but I prayed for it all the time. Please, Lord, bring joy back to my life. Please stop the tears. Stop me from crying. And I remember going to bed one night. My second child was about six months old, and I was just starting to fall asleep. And I thought, oh, I didn't cry today. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't cry today. I did not cry one single time Mm -hmm. today. And it was like God saying, I got you. I got you. I'm going to bring joy back. I think of that verse um, from Matthew 10, 30 and 31, and it says, You, beloved, are worth so much more than a whole flock of sparrows. God knows everything about you, even the number of hairs on your head. So do not fear. That is the God that we serve, the God that rescued you. We're reading through the book of um, Genesis, and we're reading the story of Joseph right now. And I just think how he models so beautifully exactly what you're modeling, and that is that our circumstances may not be fair, but God is faithful. You know, one of the things I picked up on recently is I love that verse from Psalm 91 4 where it says he covers you with his feathers, but it was actually the second part of that verse where it says his faithfulness is our shield. Aren't you grateful that it's not our faithfulness or our husband's faithfulness or our friend's faithfulness? His faithfulness is our shield and we can rest in that. You can only really completely and 100% in the trust of Jesus, in the faith of Jesus. Man will always disappoint you. Our children disappoint us. I mean, it it just happens. 
but God doesn't, and he's faithful and true. Our circumstances should never define us. It's God's mercy and grace that always need to define us. I have a saying on my refrigerator that says, you cannot find your strong unless you're looking for it. Mm. And my strong is Jesus. When I started looking for him, then my strength came. Amen. His strength was made perfect in your weakness. Like we hear that verse all the time, but there is something about when we just absolutely don't have the answers and we can't fix it, that the power just pumps up in a way that other times it's not there. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nancy, for being with us tonight, for sharing your testimony. As we close, I always say, if you were to give one tip to anybody tonight, how would you encourage their hearts? I would say to whoever is hurting, to look for your balcony person. Mm. Look for the person who lifts you up. Don't hang out with the ba- with the basement people, with the people who want to say, yes, you have every reason to be mad. You should be furious. Yes. You should be angry. You have a right to be. Don't look for those people. Look, pray for God to send balcony people to you and then cling to them. They will be your strength. Jesus will give them the strength to carry you until you can carry yourself. What awesome advice and a great ending to our evening. Thank you so much for being here, friend. It's my pleasure. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode, and I pray that you are so blessed. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.